What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're diving into the real reality of real review realness. We have CJ, the housewife collector, back for another episode. And on this one, he's diving into the real housewives of Salt Lake City. We're going to be discussing season three, episode six, Fence the Fight. And CJ is going to be laying out all the bones and spilling all the tea on our favorite snowflakes. Lock in while I clock in, because CJ is back to get into it. is CJ, aka The Housewife Collector, back with some more thoughts regarding Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Season 3, Episode 6, the most recent episode. So, hmm, 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 where to start? I'm gonna start with Jen. I did, Jen didn't really do too much this episode, like, she really didn't. But um, I do love that little date they did at Off the Wall or whatever it was when they was playing in that um, the 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 what you call those those fluffy blocks a pit in those in a pit of those fluffy blocks. I did love that. That was cute. But the whole Shaw exposed. I feel like what's his name, Chris, used Shaw exposed because everybody is always coming for Jen Shaw given you know the legal stuff that's happening right now so and you want to have a name that's kind of anonymous so Shaw exposed kind of made sense but at the same time it does make it seem like an account that's directly targeting Jen Shaw and her family because notice like Jen's like Jen said it was called Shaw exposed not Jen Shaw exposed so when it's just Shaw, it implies a whole family. So that that could have been a little suspicious. He could have just put a random ass username like Pizza Lover three three four one or something. You know, something a little less obvious. But that's on Chris's part. We'll get to that later. Uh, but yeah, I see why Jen would be mad at Angie and Chris. It makes complete sense. Still don't like her though. Let's make that clear very clear now let's talk about Whitney so in this episode we find out that Justin lost his job because of that love art scene where he was smacking Whitney (laughs) where he was smacking Whitney's ass with paint in their bedroom And apparently that was too much for the company to handle, given that he was the head of everything, head of the marketing and all that stuff. So the company didn't like that. So they fired him. And I'm just laughing because the company told Justin that he's fired because Whitney's a public figure. And Whitney was getting all mad because she's a woman with a job. Whitney, girl. 
the company didn't fire your husband because you are a reality star. They fired your husband because they saw a little bit too much into your sexual life, honey. You was having your ass smacked on live, not live TV, but on national TV. And it wasn't a regular smack. He was getting all up in there, honey. Now I get it. There's been many a housewife who have had some steamy scenes on their own respective franchises. And typically this is normal in the HCU, the Housewives Cinematic Universe. But when it comes to employment, especially when you're at such a high level, it can be a little bad for the company. You know, the company, because he's representing his whatever company it is. And the reason I keep saying company is I don't know his fucking company name. Whitney didn't want to say it. So it makes the company look bad. So they had to terminate him, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm-hmm. And also, regarding the whole Angie situation, I don't know why Whitney's insisting that Angie's lying about Lisa Barlow offering favors for Vita Tequila and about the Shot Exposed account. Like, Whitney, you're literally accusing everybody but yourself of being a liar. And it's not making sense the storyline is falling flat, and I, honestly, I'm really bothered. And if I gotta see one more goddamn scene of a healing journey, I'm gonna flip a damn table. Because that's literally all she talks about. Her main storyline is my healing journey. Girl. Like, I don't like the housewives that have several seasons of healing journeys. Because let's be honest, if you're on a healing journey, that's gonna be your whole life. And you can't use that as a storyline for a damn show. I'm so, you just can't. Let's focus on Wild Rose Beauty or something like that. And if you don't have anything to offer, at least be funny. At least, I don't know, try to form a redeeming quality. Or else you finna get demoted or fired. And we all know you can't really afford to get fired right now, Chad. Your husband still don't have a job. So, you gotta work for that check. Hmm. Let's see, let's see. Meredith didn't really like Meredith was like Jen this episode she only appeared for like two seconds so there's not really much to talk about regarding her um yeah there ain't nothing to talk about about her Heather what what is there to talk about Heather Gay let's talk about that deadline so, apparently, Miss Heather Gay has been missing her deadlines for her book, Bad Mormon. She, apparently, she had, like, multiple deadlines every time she missed it, to the point where the publisher is just like, girl, we about to cut you off if you don't meet a deadline. And her reasoning is, you know, she'll write something, it don't seem right, she'll rewrite something, but then it seems too offensive towards her family. Like, like girl, 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 girl. This book is about you. Write it where it suits you. Your family's already not going to approve of the book, okay? You're talking about how you left the church and all that shit. They already not going to approve. So why do you care at this point? You are fine on your own. You are an independent woman. So just meet your damn deadline 
and get that shit published. I know you got a lot going on at Beauty Lab and Laser when you're trying to open up a second location here, here. But still, you know, don't be the Wendy Osefo of Salt Lake City where she's trying to balance Beauty Lab and Laser and a book. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Is there anything else to cover about Whitney? Not Whitney, um, Heather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Oh, well, I do have a thought about that choir studio. Because apparently Miss Heather wants to take after Mary Cosby and start a choir chair. But the studio she was starting her choir at was called The Alliance. So, Heather, let me ask you this. Were you starting a choir or were you starting an army? Because why why are we going to The Alliance? Who's the enemy? Where is your team? Where is the army? Where are the weapons? I mean, I guess that's Utah for you. Mormonism, am I right? (laughs) Now let's talk about Lisa. I really want to touch on Lisa's conversation with Jack regarding college. She needs to ease the fuck up. Lisa, get your neck off your kid. I said that wrong. Get your foot off your kid's neck. Okay? Jack doesn't have to go to college. But... If he chooses not to go to college, he needs a plan. He needs to work on his business, maybe get a side job, you know, make some money, learn, learn how to be independent or not learn how to be independent. But, you know, at least have something so he's not just staying at home playing video games or whatever it is. Like you just need it. If your kid clearly does not want to go to college, have a more rational discussion His reasoning for not going to college is because he heard a bunch of online influencers say, oh, you don't need college, you know, just like try an internship or something. And I get what the Barlows are trying to say, you know, oh, you're taking your, you're taking college advice from people on the internet. Like that's not the wisest way to go about it. I think Jack should start researching what to do and how to grow his business so that Lisa doesn't have to keep on paying for it and Jack can start paying for it and make a profit or get a job at like Walmart or something I don't know make some money you know maybe he's going through depression another reason to not go to college take some time for you because my family wanted me to go to college well my immediate family wanted me to go to college they were pushing me to go to college at the end of the day, I chose to go to college because what was the reason? Well, I was going to try to go to a, a closer college to home, but at that point, it would have taken too long for the application to go through, so I ended up going away from home. And I knew I wasn't going to like college. I have mental issues. And at first, it was good. You know, I got a boyfriend, made a lot of friends, always going out and partying, getting lit passing or barely passing most of my classes you know it was fun it was a fun time but second semester all of that kind of fell apart I broke up with my boyfriend because he cheated on me and we were going through many an issue 
Some friends showed their true colors and re- made me realize they're a fake-ass bitch. And the depression just really kicked in. And I had to get some help for that. So, because of all of that, I chose to drop out of college. And now I am working a great job making money, honey. I'm making bank. And I don't regret it. I honestly don't even want to go back to college. I don't think it's for me. My brain isn't really one for college. Especially with math. Because, child, I always know I'm going to fail math. So why am I going to go back to college if I'm always going to fail the one class that I need to pass? It was too hard. Not even cheating helped. No amount of tutoring or cheating or self-studying helped. Even though I barely self-studied because I have a lack of motivation, which people still don't understand. But anyways, Lisa, let your son choose. Stop forcing this on him. You didn't do anything wrong. You know, he doesn't need a reality check. College just isn't meant for some people. And if he ends up wanting to go to college, you know, great, good, go to college. But there's no need for all that foul language directed towards your son. A reality check? Lisa, if anybody needs a reality check, it's you, honey, because you are just... Whew. Another thing I want to touch up on, I don't know if I just have a bad memory or if I'm in a fever dream, but why is Whitney doing yoga with Lisa Barlow? Like, girl, Whitney literally brought up cheating rumors about you and caused massive chaos on a whole trip that was supposed to be for y'all's friend Jen but now we just peacefully doing yoga together I don't know I feel a little uncomfy especially given we still don't know the truth well us viewers know the truth but she don't I found that a little weird not even a little weird it was very weird hmm Regarding Angie Harrington and Chris, I think they had good intentions with the fake account. I know I'm in the minority for that. But if someone is constantly attacking your wife, trolling your wife, yeah, make a fake account just to be safe and see what they're up to. You know, maybe give them a taste of their own medicine without them knowing it's you. Especially if you think it's Lisa Barlow. I wouldn't put that past Lisa, to be honest. Lisa's... Well, Lisa, so... I wouldn't put that past Lisa. And I am actually shocked that John Barlow actually told Chris to get the fuck away from him, you piece of shit, according... That's what Lisa said on Twitter. I'm actually surprised that was even uttered because John seems like a cool guy. He seems chill, but I guess all the drama between Angie and Lisa was just too much. And I still think Angie and Lisa should sit down and talk about it. Everybody needs to sit down and talk about it. Angie and Chris, Lisa and Jen. Because in a preview I saw for the next episode, Angie was fighting for her life. Well, not really, but like Jen was going in on her, talking about your husband did this, and she's just like, huh? And I love Angie. She wasn't even like getting emotional or angry or crying or anything. She was just blank face like huh what what are you talking about and that's why i love angie you know she ain't backing down because jen was yelling jen was getting so mad she even she even snapped at angie k who was defending her and i was like ooh, no nah, because if that was me i'd be like damn okay you know 
And we get to see more of my good sis, Dana Bui Negret. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but so far, this season is kind of stale, to be honest. I don't know if it's just my huge increase in fatigue lately or what, but it's, it's, it's a little stale for me, to be honest. Right now, I'd give the season like a 5 out of 10. I'm just waiting for Jed Shaw to plead guilty. That's the main part I'm waiting for. Even the whole Whitney versus Heather thing in Arizona where she got well, Whitney got pushed against the window. That was a little like, oh my god, but I was, it was underwhelming. I thought there'd be a bigger lead up and everyone would be like, oh my god. No, it was just like a quick thing. And it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. But as of this moment, that is all I can think of to talk about Salt Lake City. Okay. Right? Yes. Okay, gotta gotta double check twice because I do be forgetting and then remembering two hours later. Oh, well, I guess I can add this as a final note. I do wish Angie Harrington was full-time. There, I said it. Literally, nobody will agree with me. But that's my unpopular opinion. I don't get the Angie Harrington hate. I don't get the Chris hate. I love, love, love. I love both of them. I think they're great additions. People want to say, oh, Angie's doing too much. Oh, she's so thirsty for attention. But look at all the drama she's causing. Like, she can be the villain of Salt Lake City. And I'd be totally okay with it. She's not a Lisa Rinna. She's more of a Marlo Hampton, but a little more calm. And doesn't just start drawing with anyone. So I like that she is starting to carry her weight. She's been the hot topic almost the whole season, really. Like the past three episodes. So I'm giving her her flowers. And let's see what the other friends of bring. Because if Jen's not going to be around for season four, all the friends need to be promoted. We need drama. And a lot of it. So that this show continues to be successful. But I have no more thoughts. Thank you for listening. I am CJ. You can find me on Instagram at The Housewife Collector. And I will see you guys later. Have a wonderful day or night, wherever you are. Okay, I am back again, because as per usual, I forgot to mention some things about... The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, episode 6 of season 3. And I knew this was going to happen because my memory is so bad. I apologize for that. It's an ongoing thing. But I need to touch on the whole obituary situation. Now, while Lisa did prove that she checked in on Heather a couple days before her dad died was it her dad yeah i think it was her dad that passed away april 2020 while lisa did text heather before the death i don't think it was necessarily morally correct 
to post the obituary and the text message. Lisa could have said, oh, Heather's dad died on, what was it, April 15th, 2020. I texted her on the 13th or whatever day it was. And this is the message. There was no need to post the obituary. Because that's that can actually be really embarrassing and hurtful even if it's even if it doesn't seem like it because that's heather's father i believe or relative so that that was in poor taste in my opinion but i do want to roast whitney yet again because nothing coming out of her mouth makes sense i keep saying this over and over again but it's true now she's embarrassed to be in the same costume as Angie. I feel like Whitney is a little too healed. She has done one too many a sound bath. Okay? I think the sound baths are kind of blocking out her brain cells a little bit. No, too many vibrations are going up there and she can't handle it. So it's just like overstimulation type beat. Because sis really thought her... And I saw a tweet that said Whitney really thinks that her and her husband basically doing a soft porn isn't a good enough reason for an executive like him to be fired. And I completely agree with that. Sis, you was doing... It was giving beginner cam girl. It was like them you know, low-quality porn videos you see on Pornhub. The ones that are always, like, 30 seconds long and you barely get anything from it. That's what it was given. He was smacking your ass, honey, in a Speedo with paint on your body and on your hands. Okay, you was getting clapped, literally. Audible smacking sound. So naturally... Well, it is kind of ironic because Justin's business does involve personal health care. And you would think, you know, sex is part of personal health care. But I don't think actually displaying it on national TV for millions to see is exactly what they had in mind of promotion. You know? Let's, let's keep the soft porn amongst the couple and not over national television even Whitney was like yeah it may have been cringy but I love it exactly Whitney it was cringy now as much as everyone wants to have that type of relationship you know minus the paint on their hands you just don't you just don't show that on tv you know a little kiss here and there is fine maybe a little flirtatious ass grabbing But not in the nude. Not in the nude. Not in the Magic Mike style. Not the lingerie. Mm Mm-mm. No. And I won't be surprised if the company was mostly Mormon or Mormon church oriented. Because, ooh, they probably been clutching their pearls. Or like, oh my god, Justin done smacked his wife's ass with paint while she was in a black Speedo on national TV. They was probably reading the whole damn Bible, trying to cleanse their eyes and shit. I don't even know how these Mormons be chair. And I also saw another post talking about how boring 
the first few episodes of this season are. And again, I do have to agree. And I think it's because we're missing Mary, to be honest. I know the whole, you know, Jenny situation with her was a little ignorant. Maybe racist. I don't know. I'm still torn on that. Because it's like, I like Mary, but at the same time, that was a little bit questionable. So I was like, hmm. But I want Mary back simply because she's weird as fuck. And she's batshit crazy. But not in a way where it's like Kelly Dodd or Lisa Renner, where it's like, girl, get the fuck off my TV. You is unstable, honey. You need some Lexapro. You need to get off the show and do some sound baths. No. Mary M. Cosby is batshit crazy in the sense of it is entertaining to watch no matter how problematic it is. Like her little women moment. Little girl. Sis even fell asleep at the season one reunion. I mean, I just love the chaos that she unintentionally brings. Because if Mary was back on this season, I can already imagine the amount of, like, kooky moments she would have been having. She would have been like, what's a finsta? Who's Angie? Who are these people? You know? It would have been something else. But I do think if Mary comes back, the women should respect her more. Because she really did have a rough season last season. And I was really sad she didn't show up at the reunion. I wonder what her outfit would have been like. I really do wonder. (laughs) But they can keep Jenny. Jenny can stay away. But we want Mary. And maybe promote some of the friends from this season. But we need Mary. I miss my Mary. Especially when she was doing up in her choir services. You know, the screaming and the spinning around with hands up like, oh, that was funny. I was like, amen, Sister Mary. Get into it, girl. Don't leave no space for Jesus now, child. Come on now. Mm-mm-mm. I, I did see another tweet talking about how Heather's choir storyline was just like, random and it was just like what the fuck they're talking about where this storyline come from did someone slip me some acid like what is this a fever dream and i got i gotta hop on that train too i agree when i heard heather want to start a choir i was like huh is this the right season what's going on because this season went from this season for me went from boring and now i'm just confused it, like, this whole season really does feel like a fever dream and not in a good way. Because I just be confused the whole damn episode. And also very tired, but that's because I'm sick currently. So, it doesn't help either. But I'm just confused. Making me a little dizzy. That's how confusing it is. I just want my Potomac girls... They need to fast forward to Sunday, please. And thank you. Because I am tired. And again, I must reiterate, I am an Angie H stan. I don't get the hate. Everyone hates on her, calling her thirsty. But she's been carrying the past few episodes. And she's the talk of the town and talk of the group. So she really did earn that snowflake, whether the majority agree with me or not. And they don't agree with me. But... 
if y'all be in talk that much, she should have gotten a snowflake. But I think the producers were trying to see who would be a good fit for a snowflake for season four. Because you know how these fans are, child. They'll hire somebody full time. They'll be like, ooh, they suck. They're so boring. They're toxic. So I think Bravo was like, let's just give them a test run as friends and see how they do. I honestly think Dana, if she chooses to come back, will be full time. Especially after her, um, what was it? Her jail comment to Jen talking about paying her commissary she how she gonna need money to pay her books <laughs> i love that i that's when i became a danistan it's like you better watch who you're talking to because you're gonna need the money to pay for your books Woo! i have a feeling angie h might be full-time next season as well because angie k hasn't really done something but this in the next episode she does insert herself into the drama by taking Jen and Lisa's side in the whole Shaw exposed situation. And we do get to see her first confessional look, honey, all looking glam and purple. And I'm here for it. But I'm also kind of salty towards Angie because like you're, t- you're, well, at the time she was friends with Jen. Now Jen has like completely flipped on her. So I don't know how that's going to work, but it's just weird it feels like a repeat of season two where we have jen shaw and then jenny it's like oh you trying to replace me bitch now we got two angies imagine if one angie gets full time the other one stays a friend and then the next season the other angie replaces that angie it's like oh you got replaced bitch Uh -uh. uh-uh uh-uh But anyways, everybody needs to talk about the issues and sit down. Lisa, talk to Angie because I'm tired of you. And that is all the thoughts I have. Thank you for listening and have a great day or night. You can find me on Instagram at the housewife collector. Adios. everybody that was cj the housewife collector laying out all his bones on real housewives of salt lake city season three episode six fence fight let me know what you guys thought about this episode and the episode of the show and leave me all of your comments leave cj your comments letting him know how well he's doing and make sure that you're following him on instagram at the housewife collector with that being said, make sure you're following this podcast on Instagram at Real Reality Realness. Make sure you're following me at Sean Ellis Rogers and follow my sister podcast, Housewives History with Megan and Sean on Instagram at housewiveshistory.ms. Also, make sure you guys are following my co-host, Megan Eady at Real Housewives and Healing. 
I hate that I always have to put you guys to work at the end of these episodes, but I want to make sure that you guys are getting the most content from me possible. I want to make sure that you guys not only are tuned into everywhere you can catch me, but all the people who are coming onto my show. So I know that it's a lot for me to tell you to follow this person and subscribe to this and click the notification bell on that. But trust me, it all works out in the end because the content that you get out of it for those couple clicks and a couple minutes of your time is going to be worth it. I would never lie to you. So make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're following, make sure you hit all of the notification bells and leave us all of the comments and the love and the five star ratings and the things of the things that your favorite content creators tell you to do on their platforms. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to close with make sure you guys all be real, stay in reality and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. See you later. Peace.